So, true story. I wouldn't tell you a false one, would I? <laughs> true story. Yesterday morning, I was getting ready to go out with my wife. We were going out for the morning. And I thought, you know, I, I better bring my phone with me. I better go and get my phone just, just in case. So I did, and I see, oh, there's, there's a text message that's waiting for me. And it reads this. It reads, hey, buddy. Can you preach tomorrow? We are stuck in London, UK, and we can't get out until noon. So I went downstairs and I said to my wife, I said to Mary Elsie, I said, well, I guess you're going on your own. And I told her what happened, and, and I text Pastor Mike back, because I don't, I don't know who was in probably more of a panic, me at the time or him over there in the UK, you know, what's going to happen? I said, nah, don't worry about it, it's all okay. And, then I picked up the phone to Carlene, and I said, Carlene, do you know that things aren't going tomorrow as planned? <laughs> and as she said, she already knew. So then we went away, and we each prayed, and as she alluded to before, and then we came back together and talked things through, and came with some reflections about Psalm, Psalm 42, which I'll, I'll get to in a moment. But there are, are things going on, in and around our world, and in our surrounding lives that you might be able to relate to. And that Psalm 42 can speak to us about. So this morning is going to be more of a devotional thought. And then tied in with that, we are going to allow for some time for some space for prayer, which will include some time and space for you to spend time in prayer in a listening mode. Listen to what God might want to say to you. And then at the very end, if there's maybe some people that would perhaps want to share what they've been impressed upon in their heart, maybe an impression that they can come and share in prayer, this impression that maybe God is putting on your heart to bring before the throne of grace with others to hear. So that's where we're headed. But here we are. This is the, this is the third week of Lent that we're in. And I don't know, I don't know what your background is about, about Lent. I don't know if in the past you've had much experience with Lent. I don't know if it's something that you've had maybe as a, as a practice or that you've spoken much about in the past, as part, of your, as part of your faith journey. But a friend of mine just kind of recently shared some thoughts in a blog. And she said that, you know, probably up until about her mid-twenties or so, she was a part of a, a faith tradition that was always looking for kind of like the next Holy Spirit spiritual hit. Like some fireworks display of God being at work. And she said, you know, if, he, if she didn't or if they didn't come across it, well then they would, they would just always kind of savor the, the sweet by and by with stories about, you know, the good old days and, you know, when people could pray in, in school and you didn't shop on Sundays. But she said she's come to learn to love the season of Lent which is kind of odd when you think about it. 
Because Lent is the most somber season there is within the Christian calendar. But she said she's come to learn that it's actually a season that she has treasured because it's given her language. It's given her language for moments of, of trial, for moments or periods of, of grief, for times of lament, self-examination, moments of maybe one feeling like they are in the wilderness. Have you ever felt like you were in the wilderness at times? Kind of like out there in no man's land? There, there are periods in our life where it's going to feel like we are in, in the wilderness. There are going to be those times. And as Carlene even said, I think earlier, you know, moments where it seems like there's chaos all around. But there are even moments, there are opportunities where we can be reminded that we are, we are dust. We are made from dust, and to dust we, will, we shall return. Psalm 42. Actually, Psalm 42 and 43 really go together. Most people understand that they're really kind of tied together because there are three stanzas within Psalm 42 and Psalm 43. Five lines that are repeated, not, not once, but actually twice. Listen to what the psalmist has to say. He says, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? See, the psalmist recognizes his condition. That is, his soul at the time is in a, a mode of being downcast. It feels like he's got, like, there's nothing left. But then, like as if he was in self-talk mode and, and talking to his soul, he talks to his soul, he addresses his soul because he knows the cure for it. And he says this, Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. In other words, fix your eyes upon the creator of your soul, he says. Upon the one who can breathe life Life into your very being. Fix your eyes on him. Namely God, the one who has made a way for us to have such life through Jesus in the process of which you can be praising him all the same. On Friday, I was uh, with a group of pastors just over some lunch, we met at this place where one of the pastors actually is part of his business. He, he produces or he makes kombucha. Not something I've normally had, but kombucha is this, this fermented drink that apparently is supposed to be good for your gut. All I could think about is what my grandfather used to say, there is nothing too good for my stomach. <laughs> but one of the pastors here at the table, he was sharing, and he says, you know, the season of ministry after COVID, he says, has been the most 
challenging. It's been the toughest. It wasn't, it wasn't during COVID, as challenging as that might be. He says, this right now is, is the toughest. Because he says people are tired. He says he's finding that people are even tired of being tired. And people don't want to do a whole lot. Are you tired? Maybe even exhausted? I don't know what the state of your soul is is right now, but the psalmist, the psalmist reminds us here in Psalm 42 that you and I have been designed for connection, for deep connection with God. He writes this in verse 1 and 2, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Carlene briefly made mention of it, but you've probably heard by now what took place down at Asbury University down in Wilmore, Kentucky. But there were a group of about 20 students that had gathered together in a chapel for what was a, a regular Wednesday time of prayer. And they found themselves that they couldn't leave. Word had spread that there was a palpable presence of God. And so many students and staff joined into the gathering. In fact, there were students and staff from other schools, along with many others from outside of Wilmore, Kentucky, that came to be a part of this. And by Saturday night, by Saturday evening, there were so many people that you could have only, there was only standing room only in the auditorium with some 3,000 people in attendance. <laughs> Just think about that. 20 people went to 3,000. And there were hundreds, there were hundreds of people outside of the building because they couldn't get in, but hundreds that were continuing this nonstop worship and prayer in response to this remarkable sensation of God's presence. And this happened day after day. I can't remember now. How many days this went on for? But it went for day after day after day. Timothy Tennant, the president of the university, he described it like stepping into a, a river, a flowing spiritual river. You just, said, you just sensed, he said, you just sensed the, the presence and the power of God at work in people's lives. People were repenting of their sins. People were being filled with the Holy Spirit. Men and women were being reconciled with God and with their neighbor. People were kept being captured with a, a renewed love for Jesus and the gospel and God's word. 
And this was happening, as I say, day after day. See, there comes a point where the people of God get tired of just casual prayers. And they seek or they desire or have more of a, a desperation, a desperation which opens us up to fresh ways of God's surprising work of grace. There are reports of similar kinds of things that are happening in other places. But it's not about this place or that place. This is about Christ himself. And you and I, we have to own for ourselves. We have to own for ourselves his gracious beckoning in our lives of that call to go deep with him. Psalm 42, 7 says this. It says, deep calls to deep. In other words, the spirit of, of God desires for, for us to go right down into the very depths of our being, the very depths of our hearts. Because our soul, your soul and my soul, our soul craves for this connection with God. Go, to go deep with God. Richard Foster in his classic book called Celebration of Discipline, he says this. He says, perhaps somewhere in the subterranean chambers of your life, you have heard this call, the call to deeper, fuller living. Have you heard this call? Do you long to experience a greater work of God's grace and presence in your life? Because sometimes I wonder if, if we just kind of just take little sips of Jesus. It's just something that I think sometimes, you know, we just embark on, right? We just take little sips, the little, little sips of Jesus, and yet... When we do that, our relationship with God always remains just kind of on the surface level. It's always just at the surface. It never goes deep. There's no depth to it. And yet your soul craves for this deep connection with our creator, with God. Foster goes on to say this regarding this call to a deeper, fuller life. He says, you have caught glimpses. Hints of something more than you have known. Inwardly you long to launch out into the deep. So my prayer for you and me, for us, for us this morning, is that we may see this season of Lent as an invitation to be intentional about connecting with our Lord. with the hope that you will experience a depth, a depth that is a, a reawakening or a, or a newfound awareness of your relationship with God, of his closeness, of his presence, with whatever it is that is going on in and around your life and what you might be going through. This, this idea, this whole idea of deep calls to deep, is for you and I to make opportunity and to allow opportunity for God to pour into 
you and I and his goodness and love and life-giving power in our very being. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We thank you for we thank you for your word. We thank you of for Psalm 42 as the psalmist is reminding us about how the deep calls to deep, how you desire so much along even with our own very soul for this connection with you. And yet, Lord, the paradox is as much as we maybe crave that and we we want that, here we are, we're, we can be a funny human being at times where we're just so caught up in this or busy in that and, and we miss out on those opportunities where you want to do such a work within our lives. And so I pray, Lord, I pray that even for, even for the balance of the rest of our time here together this morning, that even as we enter into a, a song of thanksgiving, that we would be entering this time of, of prayer, even in a listening mode, where we would hear from you what you may want to speak to each one of us, and then maybe even corporately as a body. But Lord, we pray that you would have your way in this time, knowing that your love and your grace wants to pour out into us and speak to each of us. So have your way, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The flowers that are out front are from Charlotte Jones' funeral. They're beautiful, and wonderful reflections were made of her life. And today, I was talking to Mommy, and what I thought was wonderful was she looked at me and she said, it's our, it was our sixth anniversary yesterday. So I said, what did you do? thinking, you know, out for dinner. We, we stayed home and just kind of reflected and asked, how are we doing? How have these six years been? And talked through the past six years, reflecting. And I thought, it's nice when someone has passed that we reflect on them, but in the moment to be able to reflect on how are we doing? How are we doing? That is special. And that's what we're going to do. I'm going to sing a song, and it just allows you space to stop, ask, hey God, how are we doing? Where are we at? There's a phrase that's often used, and I don't like it at all, and that's the altar's open. Can we just say it's never closed? You want to come during the week, it's always here. But if you would like to come and pray up front, you're more than welcome. If you would like to stay at your seat and pray. If you come forward, there are people who would love to pray with you, who have been praying with our church going forward, who go to prayer meetings during the week. So if you want to come, I invite you to do that. And, and let's just take this moment and have some time with God. Go ahead, Andrew.
So friends, we want to continue just in an attitude of prayer. And I would encourage you, right wherever you're, you're sitting, to ask God just a simple question. What do you want to say to me? And then stop and pause and be still and see what he brings to mind to you. And we're going to do that for whatever, five or six minutes. Carlene's just going to play instrumentally during that time and the cameras will be off. And then we might have some people that may want to to share if they feel so impressed about what God is saying to them about in prayer you want to bring to the throne of grace but this is a time between you and the Lord so you can stay as long as you want if you feel you want to get up and go out to the lobby feel free to to do that but we'll stay here as long as as you want so I'll give the the benediction now and remember that this week that in this idea that deep calls to deep the spirit of God and your soul crave for such an intimate connection with each other my prayer is that as you move into this week you will make space for you will allow for opportunity for God to speak into your life and your heart. He so much longs to deepen the, to penetrate in the very deep parts of your being. He's gracious, he's loving, he's life-giving. 